Hello, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Father, let the anointing, Lord, the anointing of wisdom and revelation, let it be upon me and let it flow, Lord, upon every soul, Lord, upon every mind, upon every spirit, upon every person that hears my words. Lord Jesus, direct my, my thoughts, Lord. Establish me, Lord, and direct me, Lord Jesus, mightily in the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Brother Curry, if you listening to me, I just saw you. I, I, I'm doing this Friday message. You just passed by me while I'm recording. Yes, sir, back to you. But anyway, uh, it said, let us therefore fear, Hebrews 4 and 1, let us therefore fear, least a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preach did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So, you know, you, you, I listen to good preaching. Some of you probably do too. Say, boy, he sure preached. Oh, that boy sure preached. But you know what? If you don't mix faith in it, it's not going to work. Let's take, for instance, 1 Peter 2, 24. I'm going to quote it. It says, his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree. Suppose you read that. That's the first part of that scripture. <clears throat> then you forget that you sin free. You forget that you're dead to sins and alive unto righteousness. You forget about it. And then you pray this way, oh, Lord, I'm so sinful. Oh, me, oh, poor me. How can you pray in faith when you're a forgetful hearer? You'd have forgotten what manner of man you are. The Bible is a looking glass. It tells you what manner of man you are. Jesus bore your sins in his body on the tree. That you being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So if I preach that, you hear that, that word is designed to take condemnation off of you, right? Well, you got to allow it to take it off of you. You can't hear that word and then, oh, your posture is always, man, we all got something wrong we doing. Or we all, this sin came short of the glory. Everybody practice sin. Everybody, no, you can't talk that away. You're, you're actually causing sin to come alive by your negative confession. If you'll say with the, what, the, what the words say, I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to sin and I'm alive unto righteousness. I'm dead to sin and I'm alive unto righteousness. Then you'll stop committing adultery. You'll stop lying. You'll stop stealing. You'll stop doing crack and snorting powder and doing meth and smoking weed and committing adultery. You'll stop if you begin to say, I've been made righteous by the blood. I'm dead to sin and I'm alive under righteousness. So I said that the other day and I'm still doing it. See, it only works as you say it over and 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 over till you believe that you're dead to sin. It'll be impossible for you to practice sin once you confess the word. The Bible says he bore your sins in his body on the tree that you being dead to sins to live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. You are dead to sin. 
but you're only dead to sin as you know you're dead to sin, as you believe you're dead to sin, as you confess you're dead to sin, as you release your faith in the fact that you are dead to sins. See, that's the example. That's what he means when he say, for unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. See, it's going to profit somebody. It, profit, it, it profited Caleb and Joshua. So what, what's two out of, out of 10, uh, two out of 12? Ain't that one six other people? You, you know what I mean? It was 12, 12 of them, or uh, was it 10? I think it was 12, 12 tribes. It was 12 pe people, but two of them, it, it, they, they had faith. See, the word was preached to them. Faith was preached to all 12. And only two of them really took it to heart what they was hearing. Only two of them the preacher wasn't wasting his time on. Only two of them. Only two of them. Caleb and Joshua. The other 10, the preacher was wasting his time preaching to them because they was going to say, yeah, hey, amen, glory to God. But they wasn't going to be a doer of the word. So when the trials and tribulation came, they were going to say, well, uh, see what I'm saying? So we can infer that one-sixth of the people is going to hear you. Hallelujah. Only a few. Only a few is going to really take it to heart what you're saying. One out of six people. But don't be discouraged. Now, I hope we can improve that, but I'm saying according to Scripture, only one out of six of the people, one-sixth of the people. For every six people, one heard it. So the other, other five people out of six people didn't hear it. Only one out of six, two out of 12 heard it. So what do we do? Well, you be that one. You be the one that's going to mix it with faith. When the Bible says he bore your sins in his body on the tree, you being dead to sin should live on the righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. You be the one why you're feeling sick to say, I don't care how my body feel, I'm healed. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the doctors say, I'm healed. I don't care what the diagnosis is, I'm healed. I don't care what they say. God said I'm healed. Say that. Say, God said I'm healed. Say, I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what they say. God said I'm healed. Say it again. I don't care what they say. God said I'm healed. Hallelujah. God said it. God said it. See, what we're doing is we're forcing God's word to gain the ascendancy over whatever the devil had to say. See, when the children of Israel went up in there and spied it out, Caleb and Joshua said we'd be well laid. The other ten said we couldn't. Hebrews 4 and that verse 3 for we which have believed do enter into a rest, as he said. I have sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now the people that believe is going to enter into the rest. That's it. Only the ones that believe. For he spake in a certain place on the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, he, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remained that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. That whole generation had to die before Caleb and Joshua could enter in with them grandchildren. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, 
Today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, that word Jesus means Joshua, because the Old Testament we're reading in Hebrew is translated Jesus in the New Testament. For if Joshua or Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also have ceased from his own works as God did from his. Now I could preach a whole message on that. Salvation is not by works, it's by grace and faith in the blood of Jesus, in the life of Jesus, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's what it's talking about. And then it said, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Labor the rest. In other words, release your faith by words. That's labor. You're laboring by your words to rest. See, you want peace, prepare for war. What kind of war? It's a war of words. See, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. In the Old Testament, they had to actually go fight. In the New Testament, you're fighting too, but it's a war of words. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now, watch this war of words, verse 4 and 12. It's a war of words. For the word of God, listen, is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It actually compares the word of God to a warfare. It's a sword. It's sharper than a sword. It's more powerful than a sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. So the word of the Lord is how you fight your warfare. The word of the Lord has you get healed. The word of the Lord is how you get money. The word of the Lord is how you get relationship with God. The word of the Lord is how you win the battle. You act upon the word. You be a doer of the word and you're blessed. Be blessed.